Hey all you 4Xers out there, thanks for joining us again on 4X Formula Radio. This is a place where we chat about the little nuances, the little differences, the extra little things that make a difference in real estate business success. This is the stuff that when the rubber meets the road, give you the edge over the competition. So today, I'm actually here with my wife, Nicole. Say hi, Nicole. Hi, everyone. We are going to let you in on our lives a little bit today. Hi, I'm Kelly Johnston, founder of the 4X Formula, and the big question is this. How are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal is coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers. So I'm here with my wife, Nicole, who has been working with me for nine years now. And uh, now a lot of you people will wonder, how the heck can you work with your wife? And then vice versa, how on earth can you tolerate your husband every single day? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I hear that a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get started, though, I want, I want to state that this is not rehearsed at all. This podcast is going to go where it goes, and then we're just going to post it for you to kind of let you in on our working lives together. Okay, is that fair? Nicole? Yes, yeah. Kelly cool literally told me 10 minutes ago we're going to do a podcast together. So this is really off the cuff. Yeah, so this is a holiday Monday morning and we actually slept in a little bit today. We did, yeah. We haven't even showered yet. <laughs> We've been talking about different things and having coffee and just kind of having a lazy morning, which is kind of awesome and we get to do it once in a while because we have teenagers who sleep in. So we get yes. quiet mornings sometimes and yes. we let them sleep in They today. enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so... We, um, we've been married for 22 years. Mm -hmm. We have three kids, Lauren, who is 21 years old now. That's our daughter. She's the oldest. And we have two boys, Connor, who's 19 and Landon, who's 16 years old. He's the last one left in school right now. So what's your take on how we managed to bring up our children over the last nine years while building our business at the same time? Like when you be became licensed, like if you think about that, like yeah. when you became licensed and joined me, Lauren was 12. Yeah. Connor was 10. Landon was seven. And he was just going into grade one. And that was our plan. Like he was able to go into school full time. So now you're able to do something else. And yeah. No, I was, I was very grateful to be home with the kids when they were younger and, and not in school full time. So that was kind of the plan, you know, when he started grade one and, and I didn't need to be physically in the house, you know, quite as much to sort of join the business and, you know, Thankfully, we just kind of took our team attitude of how we ran the house and just started applying it to the business. And so we were able to just kind of work around the kids' schedules all the time. So able to fit stuff in, you know, I'm at the office while they're at school and we've we've always been able to just kind of structure things that fit around the family. Yeah. And and like we it was always a priority and this is probably mostly you who who kind of made this happen because I, I came from I'm the man I'm the hunter I gotta yeah. go out and gather and I gotta go kill and bring back the food to the to the household yeah because <laughs> you're the at-home mom for like 13 years and and really like like no college no training it's not like you worked in a business office no no, no or not any, at all. you know what I mean like it, we just kind of hey this real estate thing seems to be going okay I I knew instinctively that you'd be a good realtor, but you didn't like you didn't believe that at no, first. No, I didn't. I thought it was, you know, I'd have to be good at sales. 
to be good at real estate. And I yeah. you know, didn't see that in myself. And truthfully, there was a little time there which kind of like turned a, a switch on in my mind where you had a partnership that was ending um, around that time that we were sort of thinking, should, should I take the course? Shouldn't I? Is it time to join the business? Mm. And you had a partnership that was ending. And we, we kind of had this light bulb moment and thought, there is no other partner that you can truly count on and trust to invest in your business the same way, you know, that, that you are, unless we were life partners as well. Like who else can you trust other than your spouse at yeah. that level? Yeah. And that was kind of, I thought, you know what? Yeah. It's worth it for me to, to give it a go and try to build this thing together. Yeah. That's a thing too, right? Like we, that was a big, that was a light bulb moment. Cause we're like, holy cow, like we're building up partnerships with other people i'd always had lots of people involved with always, me always, always had teams yeah, yeah. And always training and... so the good thing that came out of all that is that, i mean there's good and bad and everything and the good thing that came out of that though is i did focus on creating systems yes right yeah. and so we had i did have systems in place so when the partners left i knew i could plug someone else in to that kind of system which was good and that system, even that was pretty primitive at the time, but it was something. Well, it's constantly evolving. Yeah. And then we evolved it from there. But, and the other realization was that is like, there's money leaving. Right. Right. And business leaving. Well, like when a partner works with you for a while, really what's happening is they're, is they're, they're either kind of building their own business or you end up having a really long partnership. Like we, we were to, like our, that partner yeah. was with us for, we were together for nine years. Yeah, it was a long time. And it was, you know, we built up a lot and did a lot of stuff, went through a lot of stuff. And anyway, so, but when, when that person left, a lot of the business kind of left because we couldn't help it. I was busy carrying the other business on my shoulders. Yeah, you're more focused on the brokerage aspect yeah, so at that there, time. So. That was kind of challenging. But anyway, but when you came on board, we, we had this thing like, holy cow, like we can only rely, like we can really rely on each other. We trust each other. And that's good. But the day-to-day stuff, right? Yeah. The, well, you know, it wasn't... I think the fact that you had been in real estate already for a number of years and you did have some of those systems kind of in place already made it easy to start working together because mm-hmm. I'm a new realtor. I don't really know how to do anything yet. You know, you're so green and fresh when you first get your license and the daily doing of real estate, you learn hands-on, you know, on your feet every day. So the fact that you were like, well, here's how... This is what we've been doing here. This is what we do when a new listing's coming in. Here's the conversation I have on the phone with somebody. Here's the email I send to follow up. It made it easy for us to start working together. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like as the years have gone on and, and you know, I'm growing as a realtor and progressing and, you know, dealing with people, I'm fine tuning the systems. And now we sort of have clearly defined roles in our team, which makes it easy. I have things I'm responsible for that I know are my strengths and I'm good at and you have the same. Mm-hmm. And so we're not constantly going, well, did you do that? Or there's no conflict of, well, I think you should be doing that this way. Because if I know a better way to do it, then I'm just going to handle it. And that way, I think we kind of complement each other well. And Mm -hmm. we can work daily, side by side, hours together, home office, you know, in the office office and and not really have conflict. Yeah. But remember, growing through that, though, was tough. Well, sure, because you're you're pushing me a lot to grow. Nobody likes that. So, you know, (laughs) I think that's normal. (laughs) Yeah. If you listen to the episode, No Pass Back. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Because that was our thing, right? Yeah. No Pass Back. Because... I knew that you wouldn't, because there was stuff, there's stuff everybody has to go through 
when, when they're when they're growing as a person. And there's a lot of things that we instinctively will avoid if it's uncomfortable. Yes, right? Totally. And and it's easy to kind of go, well, you're just really good at that. Why don't you just do that? You're really good at that. But I was like, oh man, I'm never gonna be like we need to duplicate ourselves. We need to we need to be kind of be one plus one equals eleven, not one plus one equals two, right? Yeah, for sure. And the no pass back philosophy, I mean, I get it. I I think I've grown enough now and have done the uncomfortable things enough to know, okay, that wasn't so bad. Here's how I can handle that to, mm-hmm. to feel like I'm not passing those things back to you. But at the same time, I think through that process, we've identified what our strengths are and we're capitalizing on, on those now to build yeah. the business properly. Yeah, like, the, I mean, you got to do that in business. You should always do that in business, no matter what, whether it's a husband and wife, Another any part, partner, yeah, any partnership, or you bring in junior people. You have to you have to define some roles that are defined, so that that way you can kind of go. Okay, a showing request has come in. That's what we do. Yes, a showing request comes me. in. I see the showing requests a lot of times, but I don't deal with the showing requests because then no. it's kind of like, hey, did you do that or did you book that in or did you? No, it's always Nicole. I just always Nicole. I always know that Nicole is dealing with that. That way, I don't have to worry about it. I also know that she's going to do the follow-up. She's dealing with the people face-to-face on all that kind of stuff. So that is time I don't have to spend on that. Now, I can do it. I can do it just fine because we have systems for it. Right. And we have a way of dealing with it and yeah, how we communicate. Yeah. And and we have um, like a cheat sheet in the file that kind of tells us how a showing works and what the alarm code is or if they have a dog or do they like to be texted. or You know, we have all that information in the file because that's a system thing we have. Right. So if you are really sick and you're in the hospital and I have to book showings, then I know what to do because mm-hmm. it's in the file. So that that's really important, people. I want you to hear that. But defining roles is really important because that way everybody goes, you know what? I'm going to own my role. So there's things I have to own right. as well. And you expect of me. Yes. And I have to produce that. So that is the beauty of a partnership. If you if you define your roles and then you live up to those roles and what your ex, what the expectations are, then really there should be no conflict, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Other than when someone says, oh man, you should do that because you're really good at that. <laughs> and the other person says, no, no, yeah. no pass back. No pass back. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Like it hasn't always been easy, nope. right? Like nope. when There's you, been lots of growing. When you became licensed, that was 2010. Yeah. The market crashed in our area in 2008. I think in the United States, it was more like 2007, but it was the fall of 2008. It was right out. It was basically September of 2008. And the market literally went to a halt. Like it was crickets for six months. And then things started to happen a little bit, but not enough. Like 2009 was scary. 2010. Now you're licensed in 2010, starting out with me. And, um, I mean, we got through it and we did deals and we managed to, you know, get through it, but it was, it was not easy. No, it was a tough, it was a tough market. Definitely. It was really tough. And it started like it took five, six years for that to even start feeling like regular markets actually. Like yeah. even in 2013, I remember a lot of challenges that we went through cause I was now, we were now kind of coming out of things, but it still wasn't crazy yet in the market. It still wasn't, it wasn't even really balanced yet. It was still a buyer's market at the time. And, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's not like it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, but we still managed to do our business. We mm-hmm. still managed to hit our, you know, get close to hitting our goals mm-hmm. every time. 
um, those were tough years mm-hmm. um, and they were developing years for sure. And then, um, and then we kind of had a bit of a boom in the area and that happened around, that was about two year boom, 2016, 2016, 2018. And then the government's installed some harsh mortgage rule guidelines and then they imposed a bunch of taxes on like foreign buyers and speculators and all that kind of stuff. And that started to inhibit investment. And we're kind of um, an area just outside of Vancouver. So those kind of things, there's a ripple effect to that, to our area. So we have lots of excuses, right? Like all the outer stuff that can happen, but we still manage to do our business. We still manage to, you know, like we measured last year. I do a lot of measuring. I do a lot of to, to know where business is coming from. And um, over 50% of our business the last three years for sure has been from referrals. And that really has carried us through during. Definitely. Yeah. It's been, well, especially now me being almost 10 years, I'm starting to see even in the last couple of years, really um, the value in maintaining the database and keeping in contact and just putting in all those good practices of building Mm-hmm. The relationships, not just focusing on the transactions, because that has been what's carried our business. Definitely. I think mm-hmm. through the last couple of years where things have been, well, the last year and a half or so, while well, things have been a little bit slower, but you can't, I mean, you can't control the market. You can't control, you know, new mortgage guidelines and the government implementing taxes and all these things. All we can control is the doing of, you know, every day. Do I show up at the office? What, what can I do today to create some business? Who can I meet today? So when you focus on, that part of your of your business and building into that and well what can I do today and what can I be responsible for the results will eventually come like when you're planting those seeds you don't know when they're going to germinate some are going to grow super fast and shoot out of the ground and others are going to take years Mm. and you look back and think oh yeah that's right that person I met at that open house and we had this conversation and I gave them this info and so I think those things have been critical in carrying our business kind of through some of the sluggish times yeah and intentionally making sure we're affecting people in a positive way throughout that's the, our day. That's the best part of the business is the people. If you don't, if you're not loving dealing with people, yeah. then then you're going to be missing that huge piece of real estate. Like, yeah, that's that's the part that's the most rewarding, the most enjoyable, the most fulfilling. Like, I'll take all those responsibilities on anything that deals with the people part. Dump it on me. I don't want to keep track of the yeah. stats. I'm not keeping track of where the leads are coming from. You're good at that. That fires you up. That motivates you to, to be yeah. looking and qualifying and measuring. Um, I want to deal with the people. Yeah. And we try and do meetings together. Um, of course, yeah. Like when we first meet people, um, we actually try and do those meetings together if mm-hmm. we can. And there's mm-hmm. sometimes that, um, like I've done deals and you've never met the people and you've yeah, done deals and I've never yeah. met the people. I mean, for sure that happens. Sometimes you got to divide and conquer for sure and just and just deal with it. Like, But we sometimes have to do the tag team thing. Yes, or often, or yeah. pass off people sometimes just based on logistics. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, even and the needs of the clients. Sometimes and the needs of, yeah. once you start working with someone, I might see a little something that they need that maybe is something you need to focus on, or yeah, you know, like investor kind of clients. Yeah. I'm a little more savvy that way, but we we do we do do that like and we consciously do it but we find when we both meet just taking a little extra time. What is a half hour? Yeah, right. Sit down with people, go over everything. You know, say certain things that build trust with them, get a clear understanding of what their needs are and just really understand them. So now when we're talking and you may even take it on after that, mostly. Right. But then when we talk about those people, I know them. I know I heard I was in that meeting. Yeah. And I can offer suggestions. Right. Yeah. And vice versa. Like all of a sudden I've taken them on now. Okay, Nicole, can you do this for those people? Well, you know what to do. Because you met the people. Exactly. And you yeah. got to hear that. And, and not only that, we're talking about 
those people and stuff in our morning coffee talks and stuff like that. So anyway, so that's just letting you in a little bit. But you know, we we have a great business and we have no assistance. No. It's just us. No, it's just us. Right? And I mean, last year was, you know, over half a million dollars. Plus we did a bunch of other real estate transactions with another little company where we made yeah. a bunch of money on some things. And I'm not bra- I'm not saying that to brag. All I'm saying is is that it's just Nicole and I and we were able to to do certain things. And there was this time where we had to we had to kind of do a reboot on yes, stuff. Totally. It was just frantic at first. And um, when we when we um, basically gave away the brokerage, <laughs> and then and that was fine, whatever. Because um, I did, and we had talked about that. Like we had that in our minds. Like you know what? If we could just dump that, like get rid of that brokerage, get it off our shoulders, yes, and just offload that. That whatever we would lose on giving away that brokerage, we knew we would make it back. Yes. And that became true. But yeah, helping helping people buy and sell real estate, helping people make good decisions in regards to real estate is how we have always provided for our family. The brokerage was never, I mean, everything went back into the business, obviously, yeah. right? Which I think a lot of, that does happen with a lot of yeah. kind of businesses like that. And so we consciously decided, you know what, this is not where we want to focus our time because it was too consuming. It was frantic. It was kind of frenetic. Like in those earlier years before I was, you know, more involved in the business and kind of a a partner with you, um, it was frustrating. There was lots of times where I just didn't get it. Like it was too much time and too much attention. And Mm -hmm. it felt like there wasn't any control, even when we had set some time aside, sometimes for family stuff or whatever it might be, you know, something comes up that's time sensitive with the, with the business and you got to deal with it. So it, 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 it was out of control. Yeah. So we just kind of identified that as a albatross. Yes, that we definitely. needed to get, get off our, and then we did that, and and it was a little bit painful because you work so hard, like seven years. Yeah. Right. So and then, much invested into and, it. Yeah. And money and everything, and uh, and really a lot of effort and time trying to make it great, and trying a bunch of things that didn't work, of course, because you got to yeah. try things. But anyway, so we unloaded that and. Our negotiation for that was... <laughs> was a trip to Mexico. We're, we're, yeah. We're basically, <laughs> give this over to you. You can have it. Run it. And I want to make it easy. Here's all the... Yeah, here's everything. Staff, everything. Take it. Take it. I'll just... We'll just be realtors yeah. in the office. And they were actually worried that we would be yeah. like kind of jaded. And, and we're like, no, you don't understand. We were like psyched. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. We can just do real estate now? Well, they, the, awesome. the, the new owners did tell us a few a little bit later that they fully intended on kind of cutting us loose about six months after the transaction happened. Like, yeah. they anticipated, you know, how are you just going to downshift into being a realtor after you've been the owner? And uh, thankfully that, I mean, obviously it, it worked out great, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny. Yeah. Cause we, you know, we checked our egos yeah. and that was fine. Right. We just wanted so to invest in, the, in our, our big negotiation was a trip to Mexico. You got to pay for a trip to Mexico and send us there. Yeah. That was our, that was our profit. It wasn't profit, but that's <laughs> over and above the, the business. So anyway, so we went to Mexico. Yes. And it was great. It was awesome. So 11 days. Yeah. Not, not, not crazy, but it was 11 days in an all-inclusive resort. Totally unplugged. No cell phones, not checking emails. Just nothing. It was 100% to kind of recharge, get our heads in gear. And what we did, and I don't even know how that happened, but we just kind of all of a sudden started talking about the business. Yeah. And 
kind of breaking it down. We got the pad and paper out. We did, yeah. We, we wrote down a bunch of things we wanted to accomplish over the next couple of years, like yeah. just things that we needed to just take care of, yeah. the, the messy stuff. And we went through all that. But then we also started to analyze the business and we started to kind of understand and we made some conscious decisions at that time. Yes. Because I was a um, got to have 30 listings kind of guy. Got to have full page, full color ads, pay a bunch of money, wrapped up of vehicles, like full ego dominated kind of guy. But what we discovered after we analyzed everything and did the math on it was that was not the way to build. And but that was what we were taught. Like I all the trainings that I went to and everything was always taught. Remember that branding thing we went yes, to? Yes, yes. That was all about, all about that. building yeah. this enormous presence in the marketplace and being the big dog, right? And being yeah. the big man and 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 having to, like tons of pre- that costs so much money, right? So anyway, we consciously decided and that literally was the birth of the forex formula. Was that Mexico? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't even know if we necessarily identified it as that yet. I think we didn't but, call it that. We had it, no idea. But all those yeah. yeah, all those things that you're talking about like the consciously deciding, you know what? Let's focus in on the business we're doing. Let's make it a little smaller. You don't need to carry 30 listings. Like that is just a ton of time and attention and somebody's falling through the cracks. I mean, unless you have a huge team taking care of stuff, people are falling through the cracks. You know, so for us to just kind of break it down and go, no, let's let's pare it down. Let's figure out where do we spend our time? What's most profitable? And then learning how to pull those extra leads off. Like when we looked back at the deals that were, you know, the most fun to do, the most rewarding and the most profitable, it was those deals where, hey, we met somebody at an open house. We helped them buy something. They maybe had a property to sell because they were upsizing, you know, like mm-hmm. that that spin off of turning one lead into four others was where we decided to focus all our time and attention mm-hmm. in building those bricks into the business. Yeah. And then we started to systematize it. Well, our, we then, took the systems we had in place already, I think, yeah. and just adjusted and tweaked to help capitalize that and to make it easier. And then I think that that time is when you really started tracking leads as well, like yeah. more intentionally. Because yes. then we were able to say, hey, this was really working when we did this with a new listing or when we did this with a new buyer. And that led us to, you know, these other leads. And we were able to kind of fine tune and start yeah. focusing better. But you have to admit, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the tracking, right? Like yes. if we didn't oh, track definitely. it, you have to know. we wouldn't have known. Yeah. We would never have been able to figure out wh- where our business was most profitable, definitely. where we derived the most business. And I don't know if, I don't know if anybody does it, like really does this. Like really does it. And and we just happened to at the time because as soon as we made that decision, we're going to go try this. Then I'm like, okay, if we're going to try this and we, we got to track sure. it yeah. and know that it's working. And so when we did that, all of a sudden it just became true and it started to build on itself. And then when we started mentoring in the office, like when yeah. we took, um, took a couple junior ages. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, here's how we're going to teach them. And then they started implementing those tactics and it was working yes working well yeah working really well and we're like oh my goodness we're on to something here yeah. and so i went from remember when i was like at the office there that was another thing i was trying to implement a training program because no other office had any kind of training program where we were and i thought well that's going to be my edge that's how i'm going to attract realtors right. that's how we're going to recruit all that kind of stuff so i started creating this 
Club 100 thing, right. which was all about making 100 grand a year. I still believe that. If everybody makes 100 grand a year, that's the perfect foundation to build off of from there. And they, they'll make more. But 100 grand is kind of like the bottom of the barrel. Make it work. That'll replace jobs. That creates enough of a lifestyle. You've affected enough people throughout that year, like to make 100 grand a year that you can build off that, all that kind of stuff. So it's called Club 100. And you wanted to get into the club of making 100 grand a year kind of thing. But anyway, so then we developed it from there. And so that's kind of, just so you guys know, that's the genesis of it all yeah, right there. And totally. you heard it from my wife. You, so, But was it easy all the time for no, us? Like, no. sure, we had business challenges and there, and and business like the you know all the stuff with the government imposing things and the the market crashes and all those things we had to survive through and then we had to get rid of the business and then we had to rebuild our business and go through all that kind of stuff yeah business challenges were there and that's all fine right like i i i kind of believe there's always going to be some sort of challenge right coming our way we have to just overcome it or figure out how to deal with things but there was also life stuff too. Well, of course, yeah. You know, it, that that's not always easy. Like Connor, mm-hmm. when was that? That was... Uh... It was in um, 2009, the spring of 2009. Yeah. Our son Connor um, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes actually. And we had kind of noticed like a few little health things with him. But I mean, it just happens kind of gradually, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and and then all of a sudden he was really sick. and And all of a sudden on a Sunday afternoon... When we were talking about what is going on with Connor and this light bulb went off and we were like, oh my goodness, we think he's, he's got to have diabetes, obviously. So to the doctor, we went the next day and yeah, he was, um, oh my gosh, his blood glucose level at the time, I think it was like 56. It was just crazy. So that was a blow. And then, you know, once we kind of thought we had that handled, went through the training, we're about a month in, okay, we can do this. We're counting carbs. We're learning how to do insulin. He's figuring stuff out and we're mm-hmm. figuring, okay, we're going to be able to, to deal with this and got a, a call from his, uh, his pediatrician that, and then said, you know what, we, we see some indicators for celiac disease. And so then that was another process of, cause often those things go hand in hand. So that was another kind of couple months of waiting to see specialists and have, you know, biopsies done. And, and, and all, I don't know, for me, the diagnosis of that about six, I guess it was about six months or so yeah, after months later, after yeah. the type one diabetes, we found out like that he was uh, celiac as well. Like that was almost a bigger blow mm-hmm. to try to deal with that because that is a that is a major life change. I mean, mm-hmm. the the way you're, yeah, I mean, doing simple things in your house and your kitchen and trips and and eat. I mean, it's just so much to take <clears throat> on, right? And yeah. you're doing that in the midst of still trying to maintain a business, keep all those balls in the air. Like you can't let stuff fall. You can't let yeah. your clients down. And we had two other kids. Yeah. To... Lauren's going through the preteen teen <laughs> years, which, you know, we're lucky. All of our teenagers weren't psychos. No. But they still went through stuff. Yeah, teen years. And tough. helped them, had to help them go through that. And then, and then as we moved on through our business and kind of got that new life change routine kind of handled, and Connor handled it awesome. Yeah, he was super, so we had, super we're thankful great. for that for sure. But you know, just getting through that, like we're just a regular family. Yeah, and you know, all families have something yeah. going on, some yeah. sort of challenge. I'm sure every you know everybody. It's different for everybody. How you handle it's different for everybody, and how everybody involved handles it's diff- different for everybody. But at the end of the day, challenges are challenges. They're always going to be there, and you just have to figure out how to overcome it. And at the same time, we still had to build our business. And we had to deal with other people's 
family challenges too because we run into that a lot like we're counselors a lot with the yeah and we're dealing with people getting divorced and navigating people through that and just all the stuff right and then going through hard markets and having to placate people as we're going through you know their life challenges and stuff too so just so you know it's not all roses but guys it's you know just persevere through it yeah it's not all roses it's not always easy but it's totally worth it i mean when yeah. you look back at some of the, the 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 clients who were going through challenges, you know, financial or personal or whatever, and it's a stressful process, buying and selling homes can be very stressful. You know, a lot of people only do it a couple times in their life, and they're looking to you to consult them through this process and give them good advice. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, you do a little bit of counseling and hand-holding sometimes throughout that process, but when you can look back and see how... You know, helping them sell that house and strategizing and working together, you know, at that just that right time, how that has changed their life, mm-hmm. you know, is immensely rewarding. It's so yeah. worth it. Helping me help our little tagline for us is uh, help people make great, great decisions. decisions. Yeah. And that's that's our biggest thing. We want people to know that we're, we want to help them make a really good decision. So we're going to look at it all in a four dimensional way. So that they, they, you know, they know they've made a good decision. They've seen enough homes and we've talked it out and we've gone over the, the mortgage stuff with them and, and really just kind of help them navigate through their life so they make a good decision for their family. And we find when people make good decisions, or at least if nothing else, after the process is over, they, they feel like they yeah. made a good decision and they attribute some of that decision or a lot of that to our help. They in turn refer business to us yes often and that that is the best kind of business yeah it doesn't get any better than that so it gets better it gets better and better and better and it gets easier and easier and easier but you got to start right yes and when you're busy Mm -hmm. when you get a little bit busy it's easy to let those systems fall down because you're you're busy dealing with the doing of things and so it's easy to oh i didn't record the leads this month or i forgot to track that or i Mm -hmm. didn't set up that search for somebody who's you know a seed that's maybe not going to germinate for six or seven months so you really have to take that intentional time every day every week whatever you know however you schedule that in whatever works in your business Mm -hmm. model to to keep working on the fundamentals because it does pay dividends. Totally. Totally. Good stuff. Well, let's conclude. Okay. Because we're getting up to... Well, yeah. we're over... We're half hour here. Kelly so talks this a lot. Is, I don't know if you guys have noticed that throughout this... Uh, I think video. she was kind of the blabbermouth <laughs> on this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone's yeah. ever claimed that. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap it up because we're hitting about 30 minutes. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys make a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that last episode. Here's the reality that you may or may not know. The top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately, that I still use every day, that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com.